Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Think Tank. Here we have conversations about everything. And during our time together, we aim to awaken the mind, energize the body, and connect the spirit. Thank you so much for making us your go-to podcast for all things superhero. I am excited. I am your host, Sequita, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host and earthly lord, James. What's going on, family? How's your week been going so far? I hope it's been good. If not, then I hope it's been great because we won't settle for anything other than that in this season. All right? We're going to make some choices. Right. And we're going to choose good every time. Every time. So here we are uh, back again, ready to flow. Uh, My wife and I are excited to sit down once again and have a conversation. And truly, this is going to be a conversation. There's no particular subject that we poke out, anything we wrote down. We're just going to have a little conversational flow and and invite you guys along for the ride. Uh, One of the things that I was thinking about this week, uh, for some reason, the scripture in the Bible in uh, John 18 where Jesus is in front of Pilate and uh, and he's, well, let me just read it and Pilate asked him something uh, Jesus answered are you asking this on your own or have others told you about me I'm not a Jew Pilate says your own nation and the chief priest handed you over to me what have you done my kingdom is not of this world said Jesus if my kingdom were of this world my servants would fight so I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews As it is, my kingdom does not have its origin here. Mm. Pilate says, you are a king then? Jesus said, you say this, you say that I'm a king. I was born for this and I have come into the world for this. What is this? To testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate says, what is truth? Now, why did I bring that scripture up to conversate about? Is that John? What? That's John. Uh, 18. 18. 18. Like uh, start. You can start verse 34 or something like that. Um, you know, that's after they got him in the garden in Gethsemane and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But my thing was that whole true thing. Because uh, I'm 50 now. Uh, I've been thinking about some things. Coronavirus going on. And I'm like, so... Pilate is like, what is what is truth? <laughs> now here Pilate is, he's in charge of the whole nation as far as Rome is concerned. So he's a, a leader, he knows a lot of things, and here's this guy, uh, and he's asking him, Well, what is truth? Mm-hmm. As if like uh, here it is, you think I got it all together. I'm not exactly sure what truth is either. But one thing's for sure, after Jesus said that, he walked right back outside to the people and said, I don't find no fault of them. Right. So, and that's right there. That's amazing because Jesus speaks his truth. And so I think one of the things that we um, kind of get messed up in is we start accepting what other people say is truth as truth. And um, we, we accept trends as truth. We accept programming as truth. But notice what Jesus said before. He said, 
my origin, my kingdom did not originate here. Mm-hmm. I didn't originate from a program. I didn't originate from a trend. I didn't originate. I didn't come to this idea because I saw everybody else doing it. I came here um, to change um, the, the status quo and the mindset. And he says, this is my purpose. This is what I was born for. So his truth was authentic to what he was actually seated for. His birthing was yes, for, yes. which is why they we can call him in the beginning what was the word and the word was God because I'm seated for this. And when you are, when your truth carries in it, it's your, the seed of it. When your seed carries in it, the truth of it, then the two come together as one unit. And then you actually, Jesus lived out his entire truth. And no matter where you meet him at all over the world, you find one truth about this man, this God, this being who knew exactly who he was in relation to who God is. Absolutely. And and not only in relation to who God is, but in, in his relations with other people mm-hmm. that he encountered. Yeah. Now, how many times have us folks talking and us folks listening, <laughs> as everybody, all right, been in a different circle and in a different environment and also was a different person? Uh, like you wasn't fully yourself. You wasn't fully true to who you are. Maybe you did something to fit in. Maybe you said something to fit in. Uh, maybe you didn't uh, express yourself totally as who you are. Maybe you dumbed yourself down. Maybe you put a lid on it a little bit. You know, some people are energetic and then, you know, they try to calm themselves down. Or maybe you're not energetic and you try to pump yourself out. But there's times where people's truth uh, it gets twisted when yeah. they get around certain environments, certain yeah. people, and certain situations. But for Jesus, regardless of what when it was, yeah. all right, uh, he stayed true to his essence of speaking truth that uh, he and, and God are one. And he, he carried himself in that manner, mm-hmm. at least for those three and a half years that we know about in his ministry. Right. And the thing is, you know, when we look at truth in our psychological, normal, natural um, understanding of it, truth is both subjective and objective, right? So um, you can apply truth to the, uh, the subject or the object is what it means by subjective or objective. And so if someone is, if your truth is based on the object and you are objectifying a thing based on what, what, what you mm-hmm. um, need that thing thing for or get from that thing what it makes you feel then that becomes your truth about that thing like when you when you objectify um something you may say well every time I try to exercise um I start hurting I don't like my body doesn't like exercise it is because you're the object of what you're doing what because of the feeling that is given you that becomes your truth about exercise and what exercising is not for me is not for me but when a when, when you're talking some Objective, it is based on who's observing and what's going and everything else in you is observing and say, actually, you get better with exercise. Your body is more flexible with exercise, but because you're basing your truth off the objectivity of it, uh-huh. then that's what that's what men do. And that's why at least uh, it's attributed to men a lot of times mm-hmm. because of when they talk about objectifying women. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the ob- you can't see that woman as CEO, as business owner, uh-huh. as entrepreneur as judge, as lawyer, as doctor, you see her as 
breasts, thighs, yep, yep, uh, yep. pretty eyes. And I'm just saying. Right. It, objectifying. It, it, objectifying. It could work the other way, too. But yes. I'm just bringing out objectifying oh, what that is. Oh, yeah. Because women do that, too. Because oh, we, 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 you know, women don't see the man as um, earthly lord or a person who is a being who need, has needs and, and wants to be appreciated just like you do. Uh, I see him as a provider. I see him as a paycheck. I see him as the person who's going to take out the trash. We object. I see him as a person who be handling their business (laughs) in the business room, hint, hint, right? And and when that person doesn't do that, then um, because now the feeling is not provided, now we're mad and we act as if they have challenged um, the, uh, the, the truth because it's our truth that we have accepted. And that's why we're still not free because he said in scripture, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Well, if you're not being made free from it, if you're still having some, um, feelings and an emotional attachment to it, then it's not necessarily truth. It is just what you have objectified or observed as true because we can also have subjective truth. You can observe. This is how something is done in my house. I've seen it done in my house, in my family throughout time. This is how we always do it. And so for you, that becomes truth Mm -hmm. because that's what you have observed all your life for even in the church. We do that a lot. We, we have observed the way you receive the Holy Spirit is this. The way to God is this way. Uh, when the way we, to conduct the service, service is, is this, this way. You... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, no, it's two hymns, and no. then the offering, and, 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 the and doc- then the announcements, the doxology, you know? and you got to make sure you have this in place, and so you you have to have all of the, the liturgical things uh, in place, and so when it's not done like that, we tend to think, oh, that person or these people can't be right because they're not um, rehearsing the truth that I have observed. See, see, and this, and this leads me <laughs> to why I even brought this up, because like Pilate, I'm saying to myself at this stage, what is truth? Yeah. Now, why am I saying that? But hold on, man, don't you, don't you got like, a, aren't, didn't you have a pastor's title and 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 some stuff behind you with that? And talk about. Yeah, because looking at it now and so much studying and living that I've done, some of the things I thought was true, that wasn't true at all. Titles are one of the main things, in my opinion, that's objective truth. Absolutely. (laughs) People think because you're a minister, uh, you should know all the word. People think because you're a doctor that you should be healthy. We know that ain't true. People think because... Uh, you know, a lot of the different false things that we think that are true and we come to discoveries that they're not. Even scientifically, yeah. you know, the things that they were holding true, we find out that that ain't true. What do you mean? Well, flat, round, the earth was flat, uh, gravity, was round. You, mm-hmm. you name it, that the sun revolves around the earth, all sorts of stuff and stuff in your life that even your parents taught you that, you know, all of a sudden that ain't true. And so... Now, but it gets deeper because when I'm talking, because Pilate's talking to Jesus. Right. Okay. So I'm talking, I got to get to find out what is truth and how can I know the truth with so much objective and subjective going on if I don't go to where truth is generated from and it ain't generated from me. Right. Not from the programming, not from the, it has to go past the me that is 
um, the surface me. There's the, the me identified with this physical body emotions right. and right. governed by right. my senses. Right, right. It has to go past those senses because um, when you just go from the bodily senses, then the, the truth is going to stay in that um, subjective or objective phase. And then we don't un- actually understand, too, that truth changes. And, and that's a that's a I think that is a big understanding. Even when you're talking about scientific discoveries and and what may have been true at a certain time, when the planet shifts or a titanic plate shift, or for instance, there was a time when my last name was Smith, but that's not true anymore because now I'm married. My last name is Sutton, and even though I can identify with being a Smith, there's no document that I can sign now and it be authentic if I'm still signing it as Smith when my name, my registration, everything now is Sutton because because that's no longer the truth. Uh, you know what? I'm sitting here laughing. <laughs> what you're saying is serious. What I'm over here thinking is not serious, all right? Because I remember having conversations with the kids when, when they start getting beside themselves. Like, boy, I remember I should change your little nasty diaper. Right. And they're like, uh-uh. Like, no, there was a time that was true. Right. There was a time you messed on yourself. Right. There was a time when you couldn't walk. You would crawl. There was mm-hmm. a time when you didn't know how to ride a bike. There was a time when all those things are true. Right. And as you keep evolving as that person, there comes to a time even in your personhood where you go beyond the person right. and uh, that you set up for yourself. Right. Even now, I, I'm at 50 and, and not working, not because of coronavirus, but retired, but doesn't make a difference. Maybe you're not working now and you have been identifying yourself mm-hmm. for 25 years, 30 years, whatever number of years as this employed person, as this mm-hmm. breadwinner, as mm-hmm. this provider and looking at yourself and, and having the ego along go along with that and identifying with that. But when those things are no longer there, whether it's retirement or whether it's forced because the company you're working for is coronavirus victim. Right. Uh, how you, how's your ego holding up? Who are you now? Or you did all your energy came from the fact that you were bringing home the bacon, you were doing this and you were driving this car and now maybe you can't drive that car no more. Maybe things, who are you? So when I'm looking at truth now, who am I when I strip away all these right. houses and cars and personalities? Who yeah. am I if I, where do I get all the way down to pass emotions, pass senses into the God essence that allows these senses and things to be lit and have energy and me connect with my outside world. Absolutely. And I think when you get past all of that, it becomes an understanding of I'm no longer living out of who I am, but what I am. Because what I am is the limitless possibility, the Christ consciousness. What I am is God unfolding. And what I am now is me. Um, The truth is already coded in me. A lot of times the truth is coded in us, Mm -hmm. but then we have so many overriding um, programs Mm -hmm. and so many different things to choose from Mm -hmm. and so many different things that are being um, subliminally Ooh. put inside of us because media is happening Dr. every Sutton, day. And whenever we have media and we're watching stuff, media, media mm-hmm. attracts to me. It is mm-hmm. it is it is a call to me, mm-hmm. but not the, the 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 conscious me or the God me. It is a call to the physical body me. And when you 
you're traveling through truth. You're traveling. The first person you meet, the first part of what you meet is that physical body. And you, you grow up, you're becoming a baby. You start learning, you got hands and you start playing with your fingers and your toes, right? So you're, you're learning the truth or you're learning something objectively about your physical body. Mm-hmm. And so now you're, 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 your whole time you start growing up, you worried about, you start thinking about looks, you start thinking about what my skin looks like, what my face looks like. And then you meet a boy or you meet a girl. Now you're introduced to your emotional body. You start having emotions that you didn't have before. And, 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 a, and different a different set of emotions. From, because you done figured out anger. You done yeah, figured yeah. out happiness. Yeah. You done figured mm-hmm. out laughter. You done but figured here, out crying. Yeah, and then here comes a different emotion. Now here come a different emotion yes. that starts to make me feel something in a different way. And so now I'm introduced to this emotional body. And then if I now go into a religious setting, I'm introduced to my emotions on a different way because now I'm introduced to my emotions as it relates to my, my spiritual side is being awakened. But most of us meet that through a fear-based emotion. Hold on now. Go Hold ahead. on now because you're getting too far. All right. <laughs> you done talked about God unfolding in you and stuff. We got, we can't get way out here where you okay. are and okay. unpack that a little okay. bit. Okay. Go ahead. So, uh, so you know what I see in pictures, you know, <laughs> I, sh- I should you be do. in pictures. Well, God, I am in pictures. I need to be in more. Because you when you talk, I see, I see in pictures, I see it unfolding when you say about, you know, the God unfolding in us. Yes. But then, you know, stuff around us, programming, you mm-hmm. said programming, mm-hmm. s- kicks in yep. and tries to override that. Mm-hmm. And I see it as like you're on your computer, right? Mm-hmm. And you got that McAfee virus or whatever yeah. one of the virus things comes up and say, oh, we detected something. Yeah. But you know what? The detector in us, when we get real God truth in us, that it, it that detector pops up as like, that's the virus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when we hear real truth, real truth, it goes against the programming that we got and other stuff. And so when we look at, when we hear real truth, then the, then the little virus code thing in, in us says, uh-uh, that's not from our program. That's not from my childhood. That's not from my church. That's not from my school. Come that's not from my that. neighborhood. Yeah. That's not from my region. I'm from the South. No, I'm from up North. No, I'm from LA. No, I'm from uh, J- Japan, where yeah. And so we get the virus sign coming up in our spirit, in our in our mind, in our intelligence. Like, no, this ain't truth. When we start getting God revelation yep. and us unfolding about the true God person that's inside of us, we said, oh, then then you talking about a real war start coming up? Yeah, like, right. Because it, it comes to send your identity into a crisis. Yes. <laughs> now, hold on. I've been identifying myself. Look, I'm from the Ville. Look, I'm from Philly. Yes, I'm from Chicago. Yes. I'm from Alabama. I'm from yeah. Georgia. I'm from wherever. This is who I am. This is how we did. We barbecue. You know, we go to the park <laughs> on Saturday. We riding through slow. Whatever it is, yeah, right? Right, right. You know right, what I mean? Right. You, I think the best thing we can do or, or experience we can have is to have an identity crisis because it's not until your identity is sent into a crisis that you recognize that there's an opportunity for you to transmute and transform into something better. And you have to transmute by letting go or being willing to come out Ooh. of or shed the skin yes. of the old stuff mm-hmm. and be able to come into the new and transform and by the renewing of a mind and that mind is not the old mind. That mind is the conscious mind of Christ now being uh, uh, um, unlocked and awakened within you so that now instead of relying on the old programming or I'm 
All right, superheroes, we're back. We had a technical interruption, but we were talking about what happens when the the, the Christ mind starts to awaken within you and you start being released from the old programming and you start being released from um, all the things that you held on to and the loyalties that you held on to, whether those were cultural, racial, um, ethnic, whether it was religious loyalties. And that does send you into this crisis, but that is actually a healing of the virus because a lot of those things become things becomes viruses in our life. And when they may serve us well at one time in our life Mm -hmm. and they may serve the physical body well, and they Mm -hmm. may have even helped us do some of the emotional stuff. But when it comes to how am I going to awaken until the person that and to the self and the God self that I can unfold into that is going to bring me into an actual state of living where I understand that I've been given life and given it more abundantly. A lot of times it requires me to come out past the truth of the physical, past the truth of the emotional. And now I'm getting into the causal body, which means that there is a cause as to why I am here and it is that cause that will allow me to have a God divine effect whenever I show up or touch something and become a part of something. And there's a cause for this body of yours even functioning beyond, oh, you got a heart, you got a brain. Uh, What is the power that generates all those things? Right. What is the power that generates the atom, the cell, the nucleus? So that's where that God part of you and you said you're coded uh, loaded and coded. Loaded and coded. Yes. Uh, with this God DNA, DNA in yeah. you. It's mm-hmm. just like uh, before when you talk about unzipping DNA. Yes. It's already in us. Yes. All right? Yes. And so the thing is, uh, the stuff that you brought up about neighborhood, relationships, mm-hmm. things that we think. Mm-hmm. and uh, But we have to be able to let that go when we have that identity crisis. When we have that crisis of our identity, when we're getting this information, but yet we're still trying to hold on to the fact of, Oh no, I'm tough. Or no, yeah. I hold the family up. Yeah. Or no, I don't cry. Or no, I keep walls up. Or uh, or whatever. We have right. to those loyalties that we yeah. that we have. We have to undo those. You, you have we have to, to undo those yeah. loyalties if we want to get this other thing because you cannot change and remain the same. Right. You cannot change your main the same. <laughs> right. You cannot say you want this, you want right. that. You want to be more like God. You want to be more relevant. You want to know who you are. You want to know your purpose. You want to know your essence. But you want to still hang on to the fact that you're from the east side. Right. You still want to hang on to the fact that you graduated or, cum laude. Or, or that or you're you, Kojic. Or, or that you're or, Baptist. Or, 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 yeah. or, or that you're this denomination. Or, or, this. I'm, or that I'm, you own your own business. Right. Whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever little idol thing that you're holding yep. on to as identity is still not you at your true essence. Right. And, and to find out that true unfolding, that's why money doesn't make you happy. Right. Oh, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, we know we need some money because we need things taken care of. But even people who have a lot of money, they're not happy because with, with the money because they still want more. Right. All right. They still want more p- people who are famous. They want more fame. People want they want more of that. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's still reaching after for stuff. But. To get to the real essence of the good stuff, we gotta let go right. of those things because those things aren't making us happy. Because when you, you you're right, it, it doesn't, and, and and because it's based on as long as those things are coming, as long as I as as, as that's the events 
that are happening mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Then my life is based on the event. This it is, is based on my yep. my feeling from the event. Mm-hmm. And that's why in one of the practices I we do in daily meditation is, 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 for me is I practice the the under the law of detachment and not having an emotional attachment to the outcome. And yes, good things happen and we want good things to happen. And you know, one of the things that we say consistently in our life is that you know we're daily loaded with benefits good things happen to me for me um i attract great things I, i'm amazing but then if if it doesn't happen like that that day you can't automatically now you switch and now you're disappointed and now you're discouraged and now you're depressed and now you're this and that and the other um as far as your emotion and you're angry and all of that and you lose the sense of being and your centeredness all because you had an attachment and you identified yourself with what was going yeah. to happen See, you know that, that day. But you, if you release the attachment, I am neutral. I have no. See, that's it right there. Yeah. That, that, that attachment part, part. And, and so it's like when Paul said, uh, I'm forgetting those things which are behind me. Mm-hmm. So I, in meditation, I'm practicing, you know, uh, get ridding of my memory of the fact that oh I'm not enough or I didn't have this uh-huh. or inadequacies all right mm-hmm. perceived inadequacy because there's nothing wrong with God and nothing wrong with God made and He made me so right. therefore I need to forget those things so but when Paul's saying I forget those things that are behind me he's talking about all those things and lose not that he doesn't remember how he used to be right. how he used to persecute people how he used to do those things but he uh released from the attachment of the feelings and the emotions that went along with it. Yeah, yeah I recall are, yeah. what happened, but I have no feeling about it. Yeah, I recall that I was, uh, you know, jumped. Yes, I recall that I went through a divorce, yeah. but I'm not divorced. I'm not stuck on a, an emotion and right. still attached to something that happened five years ago, one year ago, one week ago, 25 years ago, when you were five, whatever. Right, right. because what happens is... It no longer allows me, it no longer causes a calibration in me. My energy doesn't calibrate in any way yes. because of it. And so that that's a beautiful place and that's a beautiful understanding. And so even when Jesus is talking to Pilate, you know, and he's he's not even like even the way the conversation is coming out, he's not alarmed, he's not moved, he's not, you know, yeah, he's, he's not cool. he's not panicky. Like, who told you that? He, he was like, you know, this is the purpose from wh- for which I came here. And and so he manifested his own desire. He manifested his own purpose. That's why it bothers me a lot of time when we say that people, somebody killed him or Jews, you know, killed him because the reality is he's telling us this is the purpose from which I, for which I came. I came to give my life as this because this is my assignment to the world um, to, to redeem man. And so no man takes my life. I lay it down. I manifested my own desire. So I caused the upset. I caused the identity crisis. I shook up the thinking in the world. I intentionally caused the controversy because I wanted to get to this spot right here. Let me jump into that. (laughs) Because somebody out there saying, so are you saying Jesus' purpose was to come here to die? Uh, And and he knew that? Uh, Or because I'm of the mind, he came here to spread the truth. And he knew that some folks wasn't going to be able to handle it because right. he knows all things. And it may, uh, end result be his physical body that he was using here right. was no, lo- was no longer going to be alive. Right. But 
Uh, right. So what he came to do is release the physical. I mean, because he didn't, he didn't die. He just really released us from the physical body and, and said, really say, now you can go past that body. You, you're so tied to your feelings. You're so tied to that body. You're tied to, you're scared to get older. You're scared to do this. You covering gray hair. You trying to, you putting your body through all kind of rigorous training to keep it over here because you're so tied to the effects of the physical body that you keep attracting more and more sickness to your body because you're scared of the sickness. You're scared of Uh getting older. You're Uh scared of that. Uh When the reality is, if we will get this mental body right, this mental body would enhance this physical body because you can think on a thing and cause it to come in your body. You can think. Your cells are regenerating. I was going there. I was going there. And so, look, in my meditations, I'm like, okay, now look, cells, I don't want you to remember these facts cells. I know you reproduce cells because yes. this food comes in, stuff goes out, my uh, cells get diminished, new ones come. I don't want you showing that scar. I want you to come back without this scar. I want you to come out with without these little fat cells in my belly. Yep. Okay? I want you to come back without this eye being blind. I want you whatever. Right. I don't want you to remember this. I don't want if you to remember. If you're yes. being made new, yes. I don't want you to remember this because you're going to make what you were thinking about. I was reading. Right. I was reading. That's so good. That's so good, babe. I was reading um, metaphysically, studying scientifically how that our cells and our our atoms, our particles, how you meet, every time you look at somebody, you're seeing their face for the first time. Every time you look in the mirror, you're seeing the face that you're looking at for the first time. The only way it uh, um, you're looking at it and it looks like the very same face is because it comes, the, the particles come back and fall back into the same shape that it was in before because it remembers the shape. Mm-hmm. It is not that it's the same face. Now, let me just say, when I read that, I jumped up because let me tell you something. People will continue to hold you well, to the, where they met you at last year yep. or the year before yep. that. And you have to be bold enough to say, you may be looking at the same shape of me, but you ain't looking at the same face of me. This face has been in the presence of God. This face has been in communion with, with, with a higher, deeper self. This face has been in meditation and so his he makes his 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 uh, face to shine upon me and there's a lighting now a revelation of who I am and who we are that when we meet people you got to get up and be willing to say you know what I'm not the same person that made that mistake yesterday the day before the wheel before that and when I show this face I can show this face in the confidence of saying that even though I didn't get it right yesterday even though I may have messed up over here or cried about this this face gonna have a smile on it. This face gonna be happy. This face mm-hmm. is the face mm-hmm. of beauty because this face yes. has understood that I'm, I'm I'm all the way new. Which is why when Naomi told Ruth, before you go in there to Boaz, who is considered the kinsman redeemer, mm-hmm. get up and wash your face. Mm-hmm. Why? Get your vibrational cells moving. Mm-hmm. Get those particles to moving so that even though they may retain their shape, they can come still and be um, generated into a brand new substance into a 
brand new being. So what they saw before, they won't see anymore in the fact of really seeing who you are. So no, he, Jesus himself is still very much alive. The consciousness of who he is is still very much alive and, and thriving on the inside of us. And he said, I'm just trying to move y'all past this physical body so you can understand that the kingdom of God is within you so you don't, you don't have to be running around okay, here so, okay, dependent so, on this okay, kingdom so, and the and, government. And, and that's the other thing too. So many people, especially in Christendom and, and the other, many other things, are looking for a Messiah or, mm-hmm. uh, or another name, okay, where they're looking for something to come from somewhere other than inside of them. And so, when it, and, but Christ says, when they say, look, he's here, he's there, he says, no, he's inside of you. But how can that be? It was, so it's not a contradiction. We're not looking for Christ to come out the sky. It's the mindset of Christ. He said, let this mind be in you that's also in Christ right. Jesus. So it's a consciousness. Right. So before Jesus got up and started doing his ministry, did he have some anointing? Yes. But was he all the way where he was going to be when he got that supreme download and his consciousness completely separated from the body? All right. To where he could, was in tune with the body, was aware of the body, but could go beyond the body and speak truths. That's why people said he spoke with authority. So right. we, we have to be able to, to 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 navigate that and understand that that unfolding. But that consciousness is available and coded on in everybody. In everybody. That's how you become sons of God. That's right. Because even when he's in uh, in on the cross, he says, into thy hands, I commit my spirit. Now, that is the astral body, the celestial body. He says, I'm going to put my spirit and my celestial body into the hands of my consciousness, of the godness, because me and my father are one. So I'm putting it into the divine intelligence. I'm putting it into the hands of God. I'm putting it into uh, 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 the same the same entity, the same divinity who has been here since the beginning of times with wisdom who has never left the energy that can never be destroyed yes. I'm putting it over here in a place that it can never it's be always destroyed. present and never absent it's always present never absent it cannot be destroyed it cannot be um, um, hindered it can only continue to flow from one thing and transfer from one thing to another so and that's why he was but, able to but, come back and walk through walls but the and, beauty of it is he was walking that out Prior, Prior to, to that. Yes, yes. So as an example, these and greater things you would do. See, we got these scriptures, right? right? But we don't really take them to like truth and examine them and meditate on them. And how could this be that we could do those same things? Because that same God consciousness is available to us That's if right we now. allow ourselves to detach from these superficial things. You know why we don't use them like that? Personally, I think it's because we've taken the scripture and used the scripture to run the church. And even to the point where people say, um, you don't have to go to church or you don't have to be worried about church. The church is in you. And we will accept that the church is in you. But even that is really that when you say church, you still get a physical picture or mental picture of an institution or a building. It is not the system that is in you. It is not the building that is in you. It is not even the church that is in you. You are the conscious mind of Christ. You are the divine. God is unfolding himself within you. And so it is past a church. It mm-hmm. is past mm-hmm. an institution 
institution. It is past a body. It is past a congregation. What you are is the infinite possibility of God unfolding within you over and over and over and over again. What you are is a DNA. What you are is the breath, the life force, the particles, the atoms of all of who he is that have come together in you. And so even to just be saying, oh, I don't, I'm, we are the church. And so what that means is that I don't have to do all of the work that they do in church anymore. I don't have to do all of the, I don't have to be on a program. I don't have to ha- be on the usher board. And so we're still limited to, um, that truth that is uh, what I've observed and what I uh, am, am, am subjective to. But when you get past that and understanding that, listen, what we really are and, 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 and that truth of who God and Jesus coming together as one unit and they knew they were, they walked together, they functioned together. And another thing that, that we missed mm-hmm. is that Jesus did not learn that in the Western culture. Mm-hmm. No. He did not learn that in the Western culture. And because a lot of people, they ask me all the time, you know, because right now, especially with churches shut down because of the coronavirus, there is this, what do I think about this new way of doing church or this new way of doing God? Or are we redefining God? Or, you know, are we losing God? Y'all redefining the church. You're redefining the church. Right. Or whatever. Right. Absolutely. You're redefining church. And I said... I mean, one of the things I I think we have to start with is that you cannot use the church or the Bible to define God. You cannot use that as the definition of God. And even though um, reading the Bible will give you a... a, um, great insight and great inspiration and it will give you great content but a lot of times we live from the context of the bible and not from the actual um breath of god that's the the life life force force of the bible behind it yes yes. because you got to realize too that most of the bible it came a hundred years after stuff happened yeah yeah okay so we don't and then they got these different councils that going on in in 140 they got another council going on in 326 they got council going on in 386 right. where they're changing up things and what they're going to accept and not going to accept so there's a they whole arguing lot, over what books and be yeah, canonized yeah yeah so we yeah. got to go beyond that yeah. and find it within us now there are guideposts in that absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah but you know what there was something before the bible there was something before the torah there was always been some enlightened person uh uh who uh, awareness of the God conscious within himself that was bringing that in the mm-hmm. earth realm. God always brings something in the right. earth realm. It just didn't right. happen 2,000 years ago. It right. just didn't happen 4,000 years right. ago, 6,000 years ago right. with Abram. It's always been going on. And it's not just in the Middle East. It's in Africa. It's in India. It's in China. It's in yep. all places where God has people because in God is in all people. Because God is universal. And God will... Uh, God will show himself in anyone who will allow himself to be used in that manner and let go of limitations. Because when you were talking about the church and, you know, it says that um, that know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So I tell you what, a temple is a very small thing for a God. Right, right. Okay, whether it's a building on on, uh, (laughs) 7th and and Merchant or whether it's something, uh, you know, humongous out there at the Potter's House. It's still too small for God and this body of yours is too small for God. So there's some limitations of your God expression. But once you start to become aware, you start to go beyond those limitations of the body. Right. And that's why we have to have them in mind 
because even Paul says, so with my mind, I serve the law of God. Because when you get it into mind, the reason why you can look outside of you through your natural eyes and see so many different diverse pictures of what's going on in the world and you see everything separated. You see a tree, you can tell the tree and the difference between a tree and a house and a car and all of the is because inside your mind, mm-hmm. there are different portions. There, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, uh, um, uh, the, the, it is not unified. Everything is showing like a projector out of your mind in the way that your mind sees information that it is interpreting. And so you can, and that's why when you meditate, you bring all of the stuff you see out there into one single focus. And that's why meditation is necessary. So you can understand that all of this stuff is not really separated. Your mind's just showing it to you separated. But when you come into meditation and focus, you see everything is one single unit and you see how everything borrows from the next thing and lends to the next thing and extends to the next thing. And it's called a life cycle. You see that with uh, the word of God coming through different areas Mm -hmm. and different people. You also see that in the elements, which you were speaking about trees and everything else and scientifically proven that they have machines now that will show the energy and vibrations and radiations of the tree is light and it's not it's not solid. No, All right? it's not. And it's the, not. But, so they have ways of showing that now. That so while you hating on me because I'm uh, brown skin, <laughs> hating on them because they're yellow yes. skin, hating on someone because they're white. Man, we're all just a vibration. vibration. All right. Yes. And some of, and some of your vibrations ain't good vibrations. Right. This ain't no sun kiss. All right. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember that good vibrations take you back, all right? Good. And that's also uh, yeah. uh, the Beach Boys. Yeah, the Beach Boys. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, so the thing is, this all started from one word, and that was truth. Truth, yeah. Now, you have to be asking yourselves right now, like your philosophies mm-hmm. that you've been having and that you're holding on to, is it something that you should be holding on to? And is that keeping you from the thing that you really desire because you're truly not satisfied right now? Right. And not because of the coronavirus or not because uh, the money or anything else. It's just that there's always something that you're going to be searching for if you don't, if you're looking out there. Mm-hmm. But if you start your search inward, nothing can be attained on the outside that's going to make you feel better on the inside. Mm-hmm. It does feel good to pay your bills. I'm not saying those things, but those things are just nothings. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm excited about it. And um, this is a great conversation. Uh, we're going to continue some conversations. And um, as always, we love you. We have enjoyed talking to you. And we don't like to close out the podcast without um, sharing an affirmation prayer, a meditative thought. And we want to remind you to subscribe, share the podcast if it's blessing you in any way. Um, give us your feedback at your comments. You can do so by emailing us at superherothinktank at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. You can DM us and um, we will get with you and allow you to join the conversation. It's uh, superhero trainers at gmail. That's what. Superhero Think Tank. Superhero Think Tank. At gmail.com. All right. So right where you are, I want you to breathe in. And today's meditative thought, God's presence. Release that breath. God's presence is never in absence. I am a fit, 
finely tuned instrumentality through which the song of love, life, liberty, energy, beauty, health, creativity, prosperity, and happiness can be sung in perfect pitch. God, I am what thou art, and thou art what I am. My body temple comes into alignment with this. Your celestial light shines through every cell of my body temple. My mental body is clear. Therefore, clarity is where I dwell. My emotional body is pure. And that purity is the identity for my emotional body. The body of my affairs is nothing less than elegance and nothing less than divine order and nothing less than divine harmony. I am here and I am available for all that the divine is doing through me and in me today. Selah. Yeah. Superheroes save lives. And we start with our own.